Hi, I'm James Van Ostel, and when I record Car Con Carne from home as opposed to the car, there are rituals involved. I have to make sure the laptop is in the right place. I've got to make sure the microphone is all set up, the Shure microphone. Make sure the headphones are there. I've got Zoom ready to go. I've also made well-being brewing a part of my at-home recording ritual for Car Con Carne. It's not alcoholic beer. So if you're looking for an alternative to alcohol, but you love the taste of craft beer, this is it. It's craft beer just without the booze. Or maybe, yeah, you still like drinking, but you don't want to be stupid about it. Maybe you want to stagger your evening instead of staggering at the end of the night. Well-being brewing. I'm right here. I'm having the Heavenly Body Golden Wheat. I, I like to think of this as a gateway non-alcoholic beer to what well-being offers. Lots of different beers that appeal to a lot of different craft tastes. Go to wellbeingbrewing.com and take a chance on a four-pack. Take 10% off your order using my promo code JVO, wellbeingbrewing.com, and let me know what you think. It's Car Con Carne. And here we are. You know, the WGN TV morning news is a morning show crowded with smart, funny people. Even with a full house of familiar personalities, Mike Toomey manages to stand out thanks to his timing, delivery, and wildly creative mind. And as a stand-up comic, Mike Toomey is, well, he's a sure thing. He'll be performing on the 24th as part of the Comedy for Cancer benefit at the Tivoli in Downers Grove. Lovely classical theater alongside Rocky Laporte. Mike joins me early on a Sunday because, well, like I mentioned, he's part of a, of a morning show, which means he has an early bedtime. Uh, nice to see you tonight. Thank you for doing this. Oh, it's so nice of you to have me. Thank you. Mike, with all due respect, I just wanted to lead with that. I've been watching a, a lot. Of- <laughs> here we go. I, I, I didn't know you were referring to something I already did. I said, here we go. Yep. Because you talked about that on the list, those things people say that really mean something else. Yeah. When they start a sentence by saying certain words, it's not really headed the way they want you to think. You know, with all due respect means I'm going to tell you that you're wrong. <laughs> Basically, it was a list of things that just scream passive aggressive. Yes, exactly. Which, like, which tells um, me it tells me you've lived a life around media. Yeah. Yeah. My wife and I were just talking about the favorite around here the three words are you sure when someone says when someone says are you sure that means you just lost you know what i mean like like you know they drop the check and you say oh listen why don't i get this are you sure it's over truth (laughs) or i think my favorite don't take this the wrong way don't take this the wrong way but i'm about to insult you (laughs) there's no way around it right there's there's one that people will always say to they'll say like you know me. Well, actually, I don't. And you're about to tell me how you want me to perceive you. So that's so a life lived around media. You know, it's funny. Back before social media, Chicago media was very siloed. Like the idea of someone like me with a radio background interacting with someone with a television background was kind of unusual. I mean, we all kind of kept to our own worlds. There was print, sure. there was television, there was radio. Social media just annihilated all that stuff. Right. I mean, there were some uh, some crossovers. My favorite currently being Dean Richards. Dean is the uh, hardest working man in the business, and uh, he's always on one medium or the other. That's true. He, Dean's, Dean's the best. And I think the only crossover I had pre-social media 
this was late 90s. Uh, there was a movie screening of Batman and Robin. That was the Clooney one. Oh, yeah. And at the time, I was working for Q101, and we shared the screening with WGN TV. And so I shared the announcement of Batman and Robin with Larry Potash. That's, uh-huh. the, that's the closest involvement I ever had with television pre-social media. <laughs> that was a very early uh, Larry Potash, too, early on the show. I think he started there in 95. So. Yeah, no, I, I got him ripe and enthusiastic. We market by Batman movies. He started when Val Kilmer was Batman. And by the time you got to him, George Clooney was Batman. Yeah. And now we're in the Pattinson era. Oh, boy. What do you think? What I think is I am so. So detached from dates and times, I forgot there was a Batman movie coming out in a month. This This is something I should normally be super excited about, but I'm so removed from the flow of time and reality that I just haven't been paying close enough attention. Right. Everything's changed, but it looks awesome. It, it does. My thing in every movie, and I'm always going to be this way because I'm kind of a big Batman fan. I, I my the test to me is, does that guy look like Bruce Wayne? You know, mm-hmm. which I thought and Clooney I, did. I thought George Clooney did. Absolutely. More than any of them, mm-hmm. you know, it, aside from the fact that it was the worst Batman movie ever made by far. But when I, when they heard that he had, he had been cast, I'm like, they got it. They got the guy to be Bruce Wayne. Since we're on the topic of Chicago media, who's your favorite Ponce? Uh, I got to go Dan all the way. I kind Dan's of figure. <laughs> gotta be Phil's loyal. all right. Phil's all right. But uh, give me Dan any day of the week. Quick reset. Comedy for Cancer at the Tivoli in Downers Grove. I mentioned this is a classic theater. I mean, you're obviously a cinephile mentioning your love for Batman movies. Being able to perform at a place like the Tivoli is pretty cool. It really is. I've done a few shows there and you just really, you really feel that era when you go in there. And I'm such a, a fan for that kind of thing, you know, and you just feel like you're, you're, you're somewhere. It feels like Abbott and Costello could walk on the stage at any moment. You know what I mean? It's just got such a cool retro vintage feel to it. So it's Rocky Laporte. It's you, Mike Toomey, Andrea Darlis, uh, who's mm-hmm. successfully bridged various mediums um, is the master mistress. Master of ceremony. What are the rules let's, there? MC. Let's say mistress of ceremony. It sounds cooler. It does sound cool. I, I don't want to get this wrong. So this is February 24th. Um, 75 bucks per person. That includes comedy. It includes the, the ability to help support cancer research. Um, yes. Tastes from local restaurants. That, that sold me right there. Uh, it's just a, a night out at a cool place for the right reason. And if ever there was a time we needed to just sit back, laugh and just check out for a little bit this is it for sure it's just a place to kind of put everything aside for an hour and a half and just have some fun and share some comedy and uh, you know for me it's like the last two years i've done far less shows than over any other two-year period since i started this and it's just nice to be able to get on stage in front of people again and shake the rust off and work out some of the, the new material and you know blend in with with what i've been doing it's just it's such a great opportunity you work clean. You're a clean comic. Do you, do you do any blue material? Do you ever use use a a naughty word? Sure. I, you know, it it uh, your show really depends on your audience. You know what I mean? There, and I I feel like there's two types of audiences for a comedian: the audience that you are brought to, and the audience that is that comes to you. If you are being brought to them, then you do what they dictate. You know, if they're coming to you, then there's no holds bars, no holds barred, and you can let loose if you want. No, I'm not, 
necessarily dirty, but every once in a while, something might come out, but I don't think I'm offending anybody by any stretch. Well, I think the, the inspiration, the source for your material, family, parenting, just living your life, life as an adult. I mean, it's, it's so resonant. You don't need to do anything beyond that. I mean, as far as like profanity. Right. And there's such an, you know, it's, there's such an arc to that because I started doing comedy when I was a teenager and um, I didn't really relate to the audience. So my, I wasn't even old enough to be in those clubs that I was performing in. So I kind of had to, what do I need to do to relate to everyone who's older than me? And the common bond there was television. And I talked a lot about television um, and TV shows and characters and impersonations. And then my life started to change and I started to catch up to the audience where I was getting married and having kids and, you know, having a family. And now I'm at the point where I'm older than a lot of my audience, you know, and I'm talking about getting old and what that's like. It's just, you know, from 18 to 58, you know, that's a long arc. Wait, are you 58? Yeah. 59 in May. I, I, I'm not saying this to kiss your ass. You, you look like you're, <laughs> You're like there's a really I have a really nice filter going right. Is now. that what it is? The the ring lights and the filter. That's, okay, that's exactly right. Otherwise, you look like Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> that's exactly, exactly. You started on the WGN Morning News twenty years ago, almost twenty years ago. Yeah, I can't. I, the The dates evade me, but I I can't remember a time when that show, the WGN Morning Show, wasn't the show to watch. Was that pretty much the case when you came on? It was. It was. In fact, it was the show that I watched before it was a show I had anything to do with getting up in the morning. And at that point, my kids were very early grade school. So I was getting the kids ready for school and it was always on. And I would watch it and say, wow, they do some really creative things. And I started getting ideas. Wow. I think I would I think it would be funny if they did this or if they did that or here's an idea that would fit in perfectly with that show. So this is in 03 when I went on as a guest, uh, Jeff Hoover was just starting as a producer there. And uh, he and I hit it off immediately. That's where we met. And uh, I said, you know, I watch this show a lot and I, I think of things and he's like, send them to me, let me know. And I started sending him ideas that coincidentally had me in them. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of how it went. It just sort of rolled one led to another, to another, to another. And here we are all these years later. I have my own theory as to why it's so successful. Why do you think WGN television morning news has been what it's been for all these, uh, all these decades and years? Well, I think the big reason is the big three. You've got, you've got Larry, you've got Robin, you've got Paul, and they're all so likable, so relatable, yet also so very competent, you know? And um, the one thing that I point to is there's a lot of shows on. There's a lot of new shows and they're all pretty much the same except this one. You know what I mean? They give you what you need in terms of news, but they also give you a lot of other things that are a lot of fun. And I think that's obviously what separates this show from, from every other. Well, that's just it. I think that's a lesson for media in general. You still have to take chances. Yeah, for sure. Playing it safe is doing no one any favors. Right, right. And what other people would consider taking chances is just something that these guys do every day. You know what right. I mean? It's, it's now the norm. They don't see it as taking a chance. They just see it as our show. So again, Tivoli Theater in Downers Grove, 5021 Highland, a night of comedy, February 24th. It is Rocky Laporte. It is Mike Toomey.
It is Andrea Darlis as your MC. Uh, proceeds benefit cancer research. I mean, really, as causes go, uh, nothing to argue with. No, there. that's a good I, one. I, I wanted to ask you about trends in comedy as they exist right now. There's that kind of TED Talk trend where there's a certain type of comic who basically the, the response isn't laughter. It's it's affirmative cheering and fist pumping and clapping. It becomes almost rally like. It, it seems right. like a weird new direction the comedy's gone in over the past couple of years, where the goal isn't laughter; it's agreeing or agree agreement with the comic. Right, right, and I, I mean, there's there's something to be said for having a voice, and I think that's important for every comedian to have a point of view, a perspective, so that their material is consistent with who they are as a person. But you know, when you get right down to it, you also have to have material that I think is well written and that's funny and that no one else can do, you know, that's how you can keep working. When I first started watching comedians, my thought was always, you know, how, how does this guy think of that stuff? You know what I mean? How does, how does he come up with it? And, you know, I always wanted to do it. And to this day, I still, those are my favorites. The people who have the best writing, the people who you can sit down and read their material on a piece of paper and laugh, you know, then you, you say to me, that's my favorite kind. Others, who are more physical, more based on expression and movement and stuff, you might read it and go, okay, what am I missing? You know, All right, Mike Toomey, very funny, man. We love you on the WGN morning news. We love you on stage. We can again, see you at the Tivoli on the 24th. It is comedy for cancer. Help support uh, the, the fight against cancer, the, the push for more research. Rocky Laporte, Mike Toomey, Andrea Darlis. Thank you so much for doing this. Oh, my pleasure. I appreciate you having me.